Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. It is Seminole Softball Monday. We're going to be previewing the upcoming games against Auburn as well as the series against Pittsburgh. Also, we just found out about 40, 45 minutes ago that Auburn could potentially have a major break coming in this week's game with Florida State. All that and much more upcoming. Taking you inside the locker room, into the coaching offices, and onto the field. Lace up the cleats, grab the glove, pick up the bat, and get ready to play. Because it's time for Seminole Softball Monday on the Coach Rogue Show. And now, here are Jared Rogel and the head coach of FSU Softball, Lonnie Alameda. And welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. I'm the coach, of course, Jared Rogel, and we are always powered by Swivel Vision Training Goggles. Check them out, swivelvision.com and Softball Spirit Magazine at softballspirit.us. Joining me right now, as always, is the head coach of the Florida State Seminole Softball Program, head coach Lonnie Alameda. Coach, good to have you with us again for another Seminole Softball Monday. Yeah, thank you, Jared. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, the weather's a little bit warmer up here in St. Louis right now, so we'll see how long this stays with us. Um, Coach, before we get into talking about your games from this past week and then, of course, previewing the the two big games against Auburn and then the series against Pittsburgh, I want to talk go around softball a little bit, kind of fill people in on what's happened this past week. Head Coach Carol Hutchins from Michigan gets that uh, 1,000th, 400 win. Megan Smith from Kansas gets win number 300. LSU remains the undisputed number one after basically demolishing Oklahoma. And for the first time ever at Dale Miller Field, Utah Valley University defeated BYU. The final score in that game, 13-0 in five. Bailey Moore picked up only the second no-hitter for UVU at the Division One level. And both of the no-hitters on the Division One level for UVU are now under second-year head coach Nikki Palmer, the first, of course, thrown last year by Josie Summers, uh, which was on March 14th against Albany. Coach, I want to take a look at the ACC standings really quick here. When you go up and down the ACC, ACC standings, what stands out to you at this point? Is it North Carolina at four and two because we or North Carolina State at four and two because we've really thought that they would be a strong program this year? Yeah, I so still a little early right now. You know, we've only got a couple of series in, and unfortunately, some people have been rained out of or snowed out of or weathered out of some games. You know, so still a little bit early. NC State's got an amazing pitching staff. So as you look across the country and look at scores, I mean. 15 to nothing, 15 to 11, 7 9, comeback wins. I mean, it, it's a crazy ball game this year. And uh, I think the parity is really starting to show up uh, big time in the offensive side. And 
you know, pitchers, you know, having to to not go seven innings and getting some different looks. So uh, it's fun. It's fun for fans. It's very offensive. And, um, you know, I think that you can't count NC State out. You can't count anyone out. You know, I mean, it's just going to come down to the wire in this conference. And and I want to let everybody know, yes, I, I actually, Coach, got asked this question, believe it or not, over the weekend. Somebody asked me if Syracuse had softball. Yes, Syracuse does have a softball mm-hmm. team. So just let everybody know <laughs> yes. that and, and get that out there. They do have softball. Uh, Coach, let's jump into the games. Talk, let's first talk about this Troy game. Um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about leading up to this week was finishing and really that seemed to be the theme throughout this week um you know one of the things i want to get your thoughts on is after that troy game you said there were some really good things that happened in today's game expand on that what are what, what were the good things that you took out of that troy game well i think something that you get to mid-season with when you have a young a young team and, and an experienced team is you can decide to to kind of um, give in to the pressure and the failures, or you can get after the little things to make you better. And, you know, the kids really rebounded and responded to that. And we had three come from behind wins this weekend at Virginia Tech, which is a really tough place to play. And so realizing a lot of the ups and downs of the season, um, you know, they're going to happen. But if you uh, bounce back and work on those things and really work on your mentality as a team and the belief in each pitch for each player for the team and, uh, so, you know, coming from that Troy game and, uh, you know, realizing that what happened to Troy and their ability for one swing of the bat can change a game, turned that mentality for us when we got to Virginia Tech. It's just one swing of the bat, one person, one pitch. And, you know, it was a lot of people this weekend that stepped up. Jessica Warren, uh, Maddie O'Brien, um, you know, we had some huge outings from, from late in the game, scoring some runs with Victoria East. And, you know, there's some really good things, Ellie Cooper. So, I, you know, I think it's across the board. It's not just one person. It's a complete fight mentality. And, um, you know, we learned some lessons from Troy, and that was awesome. And then for Troy to go on and beat ULL this weekend was huge for them. So they really got some – and, you know, momentum going from playing here in Tallahassee to, to playing at ULL and, and taking one from them. Coach, we always talk. We always talk about that one turning point in a season or in a section of a season. Is this Troy game that turning point? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a Troy game. I think it'd be more the Virginia Tech game. But you know, Jared, I can't really ask that question until the end of the season. I think uh, there's turning points for each individual player, and then there's turning points for teams. And it's not until you get to the end of the season that you really look back and you're like, wow, you know, the, the momentum really changed or we really started coming together as a team. So I do think that there's been little steps along the way every single weekend of individual players getting better and things that we as a program have done better. But to actually see a momentum turn, I would like to say it's this weekend. But, you know, I have yet to see a month down the road as we start getting more challenges and uh, our days are limited to us continue to play this, this season and um, see what we're all about. So, Coach, let's talk about the Virginia Tech games, um, a big 7-5 win in eight, a 7-6 win in eight. You know, talk about these these first two games in particular. You know, one of the things that stands out, we and we've talked about her basically throughout the season, Warren taking an 0-2 pitch over the center field wall for that homer to give, mm-hmm. you know, to give you all that 7-6 lead. Yeah. I mean, Jesse's in that leadoff spot, you know, for a reason. She's a very talented freshman, but, you know, there's 
times if anyone's watched our games or heard the radio broadcast or, you know, whatever it may be, Jessica goes from being a freshman a lot of times to being a very mature player and a mature hitter. And so we're living the ups and downs with her a little bit. Um, her gaps are getting smaller of uh, those overwhelming moments. And uh, she swung the bat pretty aggressively early on and had some strikeouts, but then, um, you know, pitcher missed a spot and she took advantage of it late in the game. And so uh, that just goes back to the belief in your preparation and your ability to change a game with one swing. And she's, she's really, she's a tremendous athlete to watch play, but uh, was a real big spark for us and, and something that's really brought the team together and, uh, you know, catapulted us into the next game and the belief in going late innings there too and making it happen. So going into the Virginia Tech games, you know, talk about some of the things that you expected to see and, you know, what you actually saw or did you see what you expected to see going up there and having to play them at Virginia Tech? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, our coaching staff um, got together and Coach Snyder and Coach Wilson really talked to the offense about being a bit more aggressive. Um, when we played the Troy series on Wednesday, I don't think there was a pitch that they let go by that they didn't swing at. And so something that, that we learned from them is just, you know, we're a little more passive at the plate. Not that walks aren't good and quality at bats are great and there's certain players that need to do that, but then there's certain players that need to swing for a big hit for the team. And so, you know, we, we kind of got after them a little bit offensively saying, hey, you know, let, let's get a swing on. If you strike out, it's not that big of a deal. Just put some good swings on some good pitches and don't let them go by. And uh, really saw that. You, you really saw maybe some strikeout numbers early in the ballgame go down to benefit us later in the ballgame. And so um, definitely a change we asked of them and, and something they responded to, which was really good. So, Coach, going into, you know, you, you come out, with Detroit, with the Troy loss, go into a very tough place, as we said, in Virginia Tech. Going in from a coaching standpoint, what do you kind of tell your kids, you know, some of them never having played at Virginia Tech before, what do you kind of tell them after that tough loss at, at Troy to get them ready for that game? Yeah, uh, you know, it's just been a long process of, of going through this journey together, and we're going to have some ups and downs. And the one thing that we do not have on this team right now is quit, and every single one of them cares. Um, you know, the, the wins and losses and the ups and downs are really wear on this team because they're, they're really young. And so they're trying to do best for their teammate and best for their coaches. And as long as we have that care part and, and they really love what they're doing, we're, about, we're able to coach and coach and coach. And they've just been so good at responding to the little things. And so – that's all, you know, when we brought them in and said, hey, games like Troy are going to happen, um, you know, you just want to make sure that you can learn from the situations and make yourself better. And it's all about the end of the season. Uh, right now we're just we're getting good experience. We're growing as individuals. We're trusting each other in big moments, which is a big, big part of it. And so to see that come out for us this weekend and uh, just put another notch in our belt of Team 32, it's not individuals, it's the entire team that had to step up for us. So, I think that's something we've been preaching a long time, um, you know, as, as we go through this with our young ones, and they're really starting to come together. Uh, it was kind of cool, too. We had our alumni, Tiffany Brown, up there with us this weekend, and people that have been through the battles with us and, you know, have built with the program and been with the coaching staff to get a little outside look and come down and say, hey, this is, you know, what I see from you guys, and she was dead on. And so that's really cool that – an alumni can come back and see the journey of this team and where we're at and where we're going. And it gives them faith in what Seminole softball is all about. And, um, you know, I think that uh, we're really starting to come together as a unit. You know, and then, Coach, obviously going into that last game against Virginia Tech, you all come out with that 5-2 win. 
um, you know, to, to tape the series. This this game, how that or how important? Excuse me. How important was it in that third game for you all to get out to an early lead in that game? Even though it yeah. didn't happen, how important would it? You know, would it have been going into that game to get that early jump? Yeah, you know, again, I, we're just trying to get the battle mentality. So scoring first is huge and, you know, putting it on. But uh, I think a characteristic that we're having right now from come from behind wins, granted you don't want that as you get another month into the season, you want to take control of your game. But there's a belief that comes from that. So our whole mindset was attack the pitchers. We thought we'd see two uh, of the kids that pitched for us on Saturday, and they threw Aiken out there, which was kind of something new for us, and we haven't seen her. So then it was a – a little piece of the puzzle that we had to figure out in three or four innings, but, you know, eventually made the adjustments, which is a, which is an outstanding mark as the offensive side of it. So, um, you know, I guess as we get down the line, yes, a a big thing of ours is is getting out there and scoring first, but Sundays are all about adjustments and Sundays are about being smart and Sundays are about putting the plan, how you're going to pitch people because you gain a lot of information on Saturday. So thought Lacey took a, a better approach versus some of the hitters that she faced. Uh, they have some great hitters in McGoldrick and Gaskill and just some really scrappy kids. And so we had to change some things up with them. And, um, you know, again, you put it out to the team and this is what we're going to do. And they got after it. So I, I thought it was a great fight fight mentality for, for two days. And they were exhausted on the way home coming on the plane last night. This is TCRS, the Coach Roadshow. It is Seminole Softball Monday. We're powered by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. On the other side of this, we will talk about the all-important Auburn games coming up as well as the series against Pittsburgh. This is TCRS. Our game is like a boxing match. We we are like two heavyweight you know, boxers in the ring. You're going to give a blow, but you're going to take one, and you got to give one back. And you just got to stay on your feet until you can get that knockout part. I think this team does a great job of making every member on the team feel valuable, understanding that everybody in, in the lineup or on the bench is, is contributing to this program. They all have a job that day, whether it be, you know, writing a chart, being the pinch runner, starting in center field, whatever it is, everybody has a job and they're all equally important. When you get inside the lines, you just have to play. Never do well if you're thinking about all these outside pressures. If you drink a Yoo-Hoo and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. And now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And we're back here on TCRS with Coach Rocho on this Seminole Softball Monday. And, Coach, want to jump into it now. Or, first of all, I want to remind everybody and let everybody know, coming up this Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, for those that aren't going to be at the ballpark watching the Knolls that may be listening to it uh, online or watching it on ESPN3, Make sure you also tune in to TCRS because I will be talking with Texas head coach Connie Clark. That interview, again, will be live. We'll be talking Texas, Kansas um, this Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Coach, let's jump into it. The Auburn series or the Auburn games first, uh, 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. Those will also be on ESPN3. This Wednesday, Auburn entering off of a three-game sweep against Kentucky. They're also 6-0 and in the SEC um, with those other three coming against Old Miss. And uh, Auburn gets a huge break, as we just found out this morning, 
Morgan Estelle, the center fielder, did undergo x-rays Friday on her wrist. She did not play Saturday, was in a splint. Should be cleared to play by the Florida State Series. So, Coach, let's start right there. If Morgan Estelle comes back, pitching-wise, do you go right after her knowing that she is just coming off a game where she looked like she actually had a broken wrist? Yeah, I mean, you don't want to ever see a kid get injury and have uh, opportunity to not play this game. It's too good. So, you know, I mean, you know, good for her that uh, she's not injured and for their team because they're having a great run right now. So, I mean, Estelle, I mean, there's so many players on that team right now that are making um, great runs at an amazing season individually and as a team. So, I think as a unit, Auburn's coming in here is a quality program. So, yeah, you know, we're going to have to – really get after and be pretty strategic in what we do and, and play a great game. It's a, a great opponent that we're going against. Oh, Coach Myers, after their series against Kentucky, you know, came out and said that his pitching has been really good, especially in that series. Um, great defense and very timely hitting. So with, with that said, you know, Coach, let's talk about your batting, which has been, you know, really red hot as of late and pretty much kind of this entire season as well. How how do you go into that, and how is uh, Coach Wilson kind of preparing this team for the pitching that you guys are going to face against Auburn? Yeah, I mean, as you go through the season, you don't have a ton of time. It's not like football or soccer or some of those sports that, you know, have a full week to prepare. So, really, it's like you got to go do your best and be your best at what you do. And then you pick and choose a few things that um, a team brings you that you've got to defend against or be offensive against. So, um, they're spot pitchers. Uh, they do a good job of mixing speeds. Uh, they play great defense. And so, you know, there's quite a few things that they they bring in the circle. I wouldn't necessarily say they're dominating in the sense of, you know, big-time strikeout kids, but, you know, they definitely have a, a – they, they do um, what is needed. What the big thing for them is their offense. They're, they're very um, explosive offensively. they got high power numbers. Uh, they really feed off well off of each other, pass the bat, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, and some great left-handed power hitters. So, you know, we're going to be facing quite a bit of it. And, um, you know, they just – they really work um, in the circle to give their offense the best opportunity. So it's going to be, you know, again, uh, an emotional two games. And, uh, you know, when you leave the ballpark on Wednesday, you know, and give it your best and get out there, it's almost – it's a complete postseason feel, and they're having a great run in the SEC. So this is an awesome time for us to face them. Coach, let me ask you this. When, when fans leave the ballpark or as – People are watching this game around the country on on ESPN3. After that second game against Auburn, what do you want them to say after they see your team play? Uh, You know, I think that we always strive for just a relentless passion to play for every pitch, and that's just something that's very important when you're playing this game. And um, when you get a chance to play uh, a team that's really hot right now like Auburn is or, you know, when we get a chance to host Florida here and you get a chance to go up against the best, uh, you're, you're just putting everything to the test because it's all about the end-of-the-season goals of winning ACCs, winning regionals, winning super regionals, and these are the type of teams that you're going to play. So, you know, be exhausted at the end of the game and be in the process, and the process is going to get us to where we want to go. So we got to learn from those opportunities. So uh, I would expect a lot of people to see – you know, just a, a really get-after-it-hungry, give-me-every-opportunity-to-get-better mindset, and um, some freshmen really getting some opportunities to really grow in a competitive environment. And uh, so, you know, 
again, you know, we couldn't have a better schedule this year to prepare us for this. We started off the first two weekends against some outstanding competition. So this isn't something new for our kids, um, but we're 20 games under our belt now, so we should expect something uh, a little bit different in response to playing the top 10 schedules. So, again, really quick before we get to Pittsburgh, I want to let everybody know those games against Auburn will be Wednesday at 5 and Wednesday at 7. Again, both those games will are scheduled to air on ESPN3, so make sure if you can't get out to the park that you guys are definitely watching those games on ESPN3. Coach, let's go to it. The next ACC battle will be against Pittsburgh. That will be this Saturday at 4 and 6 and Sunday um, at noon. So, you know, Coach, one thing about Holly April and, and her Pittsburgh squad, and I've talked to her a little bit this year, a little bit last year, is that this year they really do have kids that have been in the positions that they were in last year as opposed to last year where she moved around a whole bunch of kids to a whole different set of positions. So everybody's feeling pretty comfortable on where they're at on that team position-wise right now. You know, they're going to come in off a uh, 2-1 series with uh, NC State. They should have two more wins against St. Bonaventure, of course. That St. Bonaventure game could be very, very close if it comes down to the last inning because St. Bonaventure did have a very good win against Hawaii 2-1 earlier this year. So, Coach, let's talk about Pittsburgh now. What do you expect when Holly April and her team comes down there? Yeah, I mean, we just had a chance to play them last year, being new to the conference, so I don't know a, a lot about uh, the program tradition-wise. Um, pretty competitive last year. It was freezing cold when we went to play them up there, so um, you know, didn't get to see a whole lot about Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, I mean, they're on a win streak. They're, um, they're playing really well right now. They've played a decent schedule, 24-7 overall. So, you know, we go back to the whole comment I made last year, the opponent has no face. I mean, right now it's about Florida State playing Florida State, and, probably some scrappiness out of Pittsburgh. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, again, we're just going to have to go with a scrappy fight mentality, and they're scoring runs off some really good pitchers, so they're swinging the bats pretty good, and we've got to put a good ball game together. So, now, what are the what are the things, though, that you are, you know, that you saw last year out of Pittsburgh that you believe that they're going to bring in this year? Yeah, well, you know, something interesting, they've had a couple players leave the program from last year that were swinging it, one transferred to Oklahoma, and, you know, so I think they might have a little bit different mindset this year coming in here, and they were probably in the same boat, the conference, not really knowing what the, you know, ACC was all about, so now they got their feet wet and they're ready to go, but, um, you know, I bet they're coming in with a little chip on their shoulder, you know, I think that sometimes, you know, you come in and you don't get a lot of respect, and you've got to earn that respect, and so, you know, you get a chance to go against the, the top team in the conference and get after it, so, you know, I'd, I'd expect uh, you know them to to be swinging the bats like they did last year with um, some great defensive plays. So, coach, let's uh, take a little bit of time here to kind of talk a little bit about some more uh, softball around the country to kind of end the show here. Um, you know, when you look up and down the ACC, like you said, it is early. Some games have been canceled, but with that said what are some of the things that you're seeing around the ACC right now that kind of stand out to you? Yeah, well, you know, like I said, I just think there's nobody you can count out. Everyone's, no one's really dominating in that sense. So, um, you know, you, you pull up the scoreboards now and just so many runs are being scored. And I think that's across the country. That's just not the ACC. It's across the country. And, and I think it's awesome because it's really fan-friendly. 
I mean, people love offensive games, and that's why we went to the yellow ball many, many years ago. But, you know, the, the hitting mentality is really starting to make a swing and change and, um, you know, people taking advantage of maybe some defensive stuff. And so um makes it an exciting game, makes it an exciting seven-inning game. Uh, you know, you could be down 5-6 and then come back, and, you know, there you are in a nail-biter in the sixth and seventh, um, kind of like Tennessee and Missouri were this weekend. So, um, so you know, and I, I don't think the ACC is any different. Uh, you know, I think Notre Dame's done a good job, and they're a lot of fun to watch. They're explosive offensively. I think, you know, any time NC State can come out swinging the bats, uh, they're a very power-hitting team, and Renata Davis is fun to watch play. And, you know, I mean, Wyman, the way she throws the ball, and, you know, just competitive. So it just, you just can't can't I mean, can't count anyone out, and you know, with the ability to have people swing in the bath and you no know, no just person just dominating in the circle, it makes it a lot of fun to watch. So, I want to remind everybody again: the games against Pittsburgh will be Saturday um, at four and six, Sunday at noon. Coach, definitely appreciate you being here and having another uh, episode of Seminole Softball Monday with us. And before we go. I was told that I have to tell you hello by somebody that you know from Team Canada in Geneva Willis. Ah, oh, Geneva, how do you know her? I was I was talking to her a little bit, and uh, she just mentioned to me that I should tell you hello on the air. Yeah, she's good people, boy. What a talent she was. Yeah, a lot of fun coaching for that Canada program, and I think a lot of people think I'm Canadian, and I mean, I guess Canadian by heart because I was with them with the Olympics and their um, amazing, amazing program and people and country and all that good stuff. So had a really good time and um, great, great person. So, Coach, really quick before you end, I want to ask you this um, because this was actually asked of another another coach that had coached an international team. How did coaching on the international level help you coach better on the college level? Uh, well, I think the very first thing is um, you gain such an appreciation. Uh, we are so dang spoiled here, and, and what we, the opportunities that we get, and uh, the things that that the university system allows us to have, where there's so many people across the world that want to play this game, but then it goes down to the fact that they are playing this game in a lot of other places, and they don't have all the luxuries we have, but they still love it and appreciate it, and just as the same as we do, and. So, you know, I think that that eye-opening part that, you know, when you're in Hungary or you're in Holland or you're in South America and, you know, the sport of softball, it's still sport. It still brings people together, and, and they completely love it. And um, I know you, Ruby Alicart, who played here at Florida State and played for Venezuela, you know, I got a pretty good relationship with her. And, you know, her little sister plays, and she's down there coaching her team. And, you know, it's just a game of softball. It's just it's so amazing and I can imagine table tennis and all that sport is amazing and it brings out so much positive things for later in life and such great relationships with people. And so I'm just very grateful for my opportunity to be international, to know that um, what I have here at Florida state as a coach and our players have here as, as college players um, is something special and you just can't take it for granted. And that goes across the board, you know, for the whole United States and um, just very appreciative for our opportunities. Coach, another great show. Again, all the best this weekend and uh, this week as well. Again, really quick, remind everybody of all the games upcoming this week. Wednesday, 5 and 7 p.m. against Auburn. Again, those games on ESPN3. Pittsburgh, Saturday at 4 and 6, and then Sunday at noon. This has been CCRS, the Coach Roadshow. 
for Florida State Seminoles head coach Lonnie Alameda. This is Jared Robel. Make sure that you follow Coach Alameda, Alameda on Twitter, and her handle is Coach underscore Alameda. Make sure you follow Blake Navi on Twitter at Coach Roshon. That's Coach R-O-G-E-S show. Make sure you follow me at Coach Rogel, and that's Coach R-O-G-O-L. And again, this Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, right here on TCRS, if you're at home watching the Knowles on ESPN3, make sure you also tune in to TCRS and listen to Texas head coach Connie Clark previewing the upcoming match against Texas and Kansas. This has been TCRS, the Coach Rep Show. Later times, everybody.